three, two, one, drink! No, not again. What? Please, not again. What? Please, not again. Oh, my God. Donovan, what happened? No. What happened? I thought it was Power Hour Round 2. No, excuse me. No, that's going to be a never again for me. I have never belched so hard that I farted. Like, it's, oh, my God. I had fluids. It was, oof. Listen, I'll crack it. I'll have a drink with you. But on my terms and my pace. Back in college, I had a thing where I wouldn't play drinking games because I was like, nah, like I'm going to drink, trust, but I'm going to do it at my pace. Yeah, the power hour from last week and drinking games, too. I feel like putting yourself on kind of a forced cadence. Uh, Not necessarily great. Fun in theory, sometimes fun in the process, but usually you end it uh, like, like me. I was... I was uh, just graduated high school. I was at a college party that summer. Turned out I was really good at flip cup. I mm. kept winning games of flip cup. Oh, kept yeah. staying in because I thought it was hot shit because I had like one five in a row. And uh, fucking crushed it on the last one. People were cheering and shit. And then I vomited into a trash can right next to the table <laughs> and had to lay on the couch the rest of the party. Did people cheer more when you threw up? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, so no no, no power hour. Um, okay, I do have a second proposal for you, right? It's it's power five minutes, and uh, we drink an entire beer every minute what? for five minutes, as I said. <laughs> that sounds, uh, let's see, what would that be? Uh, 1.2 times worse. Wait. Oh, fuck. Okay. Is that 1.2? No, I'm just bad at math. All right, well, fucking five beers in five minutes, and your math will be good. Here we, <laughs> here we, fucking go. now. All right, and now, okay, fine. It's a regular ass episode, folks. It's Radio Free Toad Bag. I'm Donovan. I'm Arthur. We're gonna talk about relationships, cats, and Lyme disease today, as well as uh, some question box question, and a really fucking awful DDLG thread we found on uh, Twitter. So we're we're prepared to go back into the doghouse on that topic get ready for that yeah uh, but let's go ahead and get started because first the opposite of dogs friend 30f says cats are her thing now and i 29f am baffled wait 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 this is a friend friend, 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 friend. brand product we haven't started with a friend friend, 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 it's a friend 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 Okay, now I'm in the I'm in I'm in the zone now. I'm in the friends. Okay, I'm baffled. Friend likes likes cats. It's her thing apparently now. This is straight out of Mean Girls with the hoop earrings. But seriously, my friend of over ten years is currently claiming that quote cats are her thing. First of all, she has had dogs her entire life since I've known her, and always said she is a dog person. Now she moved into a place that doesn't allow dogs, had to give away her beagle because she was lonely, got herself a cat instead. And now she is decked out in all cat lady stuff, talks about her damn cat all the time, and starts screaming at you if you say anything even slightly derogatory about cats. One time I told her there were videos of cats being startled by unexpected cucumbers being placed next to them, and she snapped at me, That's not fucking funny! That is abuse! Don't talk about that anymore, and don't laugh about it. I mean, she is off her rocker, right? 
She's got a friend of over 10 years. Or she's a friend of over 10 years, but it seems like she is slowly losing her mind over her new cat persona. I was actually more of a cat person than a dog person, but never owned any pets. I just liked cats more. When I mentioned that I like cats too, she says stuff like, yeah, but I own a cat. Would it it be wrong to just slowly stop talking to her? (laughs) Or is this a petty reason? Is there anything I can say to her? And what is actually going on with her? TLDR friend got a cat. Now she says cats are her life. She will fight anyone who says anything bad about cats. Is decked out in cat gear and basically walks around like she invented cats and anyone else is a poser for liking them. (laughs) What is wrong with her? And would I be wrong for unfriending her from my life? I think that just just called not being friends with somebody. Anyways, that was posted by Top Heart. Are you familiar with the phrase the fervor of the converted? Do you know about this? No, no, I haven't. I don't think I've ever heard that. The phrase, the fervor of the converted, is common parlance, giving the impression that converts are attracted to more extreme aspects of faith. So when you pick up a new religion, you're real interested in the fucking rules and the regulations and in the, like, the shit that uh, you're not supposed to do and you're really into doing the shit that you're supposed to do and you don't have, like, a real relaxed attitude about it. And so she has recently converted to cats. (laughs) My favorite religion. Yeah. She was a dog person her whole life. Now she picks up a cat and she's like, I think there's two things at work. She is trying really hard to be into the cat. She likes dogs. She's really a dog person, but she can't have a dog in her current situation. Wants to have a pet. Trying really hard to be in the cat. Second possibility. She actually really does fucking love this cat. And uh, I don't see anything wrong with uh, violently arguing with people who are against cats because that's a thing I do. True. Yeah. Cats are fucking rad. They're absolutely the shit. And, uh, you know, that's how fucking, uh, uh, dog people, you say to them, like, well, I prefer cats. I mean, I like dogs too, but I prefer cats. And they'll be like, fuck you. Like, cats should be shot into the sun. You ever experienced that with dog folks? I have. There's, there's a weird, there's a weird thing there and a a little bit of weird, like, looking down on cats by comparison. Hate it. Which I think comes from, too, the dogs. You know, a dog's going to kind of love you no matter what. They're always excited to see you. You know, you don't have to, don't have to do a whole lot there. They're always stoked. You got, you got to win over the cat. It's true. And, and things are on the cat's terms with the cat. You know, if I tell Picky, hey, if I hop up on the bed. I want to scratch your little cat head. She's just going to look at me and I'll walk away. You know, but if you kind of ignore them, then all of a sudden they're up there. I don't know. It's... It's fun. It's a little. It's a little more personality. I think so. If I haven't let on in eighty-one episodes, I've got a cat. I fucking love cats. Probably <laughs> talk about my cat too much. Half of my Instagram is pictures of my cat. I get. I get getting excited about cats. But that being said, her like weird combativeness about this, and the fact that it's sudden, and like you said, what'd you say, fervor of the convert? She's just yeah. super into it all of a sudden. So I think that's that's a component of it is that this is a new thing to her and she's kind of hyper focused in on it. And also or, or but also maybe she just doesn't have a whole lot going on. You ever meet somebody who just kinda, yep. they don't have a whole lot of personality. So they latch on to one thing and that that's their whole fucking personality. Yeah. <laughs> the condescending beard dude. Yeah, they're uh, they're very to easy things. to buy gifts for. 
Like, you know, oh, yeah. the lady in your office who's real into giraffes for some reason. You just buy her, like, a giraffe thing for the Christmas party. Just buy her a whole giraffe. Bring the whole giraffe Let's see. How much is a giraffe? Giraffe. Cost. Jesus Not Christ. Not costume. I want to buy a giraffe now. <laughs> Exotic animals for sale. It's only 40 grand. That's that's not too bad, dude. That's like a it's like a BMW 3 Series new. You can get a fucking giraffe instead. <laughs> Just Keep drive that ride that to work. Yeah, way <laughs> fucking cooler. Walkover traffic. But yeah, this this just seems like somebody who's throwing her identity into this one thing. I think sometimes that comes from like insecurity too, um, or maybe like avoidance of something else in life. So she's just jumping all over this because maybe she's not happy in some other area. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you gotta you gotta kind of level with her and be like, like, are you, are you okay? What is, what has been going on? You seem like you've been really kind of obsessive about the cats. You've been kind of combative with me. Like, are we cool? What, what's been going on? I don't know. See if you can open up, get her to open up about this. Maybe there's some other aspect to it. You could address, you know, and support her as a friend in case she's depressed or something, but maybe she's got that, uh, that cat parasite that gets in your brain. Yeah. Fucking love cats. I was just uh, about people who, who don't like cats. I was just about to say, man, maybe she's got her first taste of toxoplasmosis. Yeah, I definitely got that, dude. Oh, my God. I had, I've had it for years. Every time I see a kitty, I'm just like, hey, come here. Come to me. He's my friend. Give him the piss piss. And, yeah. And, uh, oh, man. So I went out to my car for a smoke uh, the other evening uh, at work. I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at across the parking lot, and there's a cat. And I see him under one of the cars in the other side of the parking lot. And I'm like, please come over here. Please just come get in my car and snuggle with me for a minute while I'm sitting here outside of my workplace, please. And uh, he looked right at me, saw me, and ran the fuck away. Hell yeah, dude. Cat shit right there. Doing real cat stuff. I want to be your friend. I want to run away from you. (laughs) All right, fine. I'm good then. Oh, yeah. Here I come. (laughs) <laughs> there you go that's their whole deal right you've been friends with this gal for over 10 years though she's clearly got some redeeming qualities things have been more normal in the past trying to talk to her and see if you can narrow down about what the fuck's been going on recently yep that's the real advice there we go now feed the addiction buy her cat t-shirts and uh cat Where, like get her work. a cat mug i got a cat mug right now it's uh it's up on top of the shelf over my sink. It says Cat Lady for Life. There you go. That's accurate. Yeah. I'm Cat Lady for Life. I got some cat magnets, cat butts. A friend got me. Nice. Uh, my sister painted me like a little pottery cat up there. Oh. And I got picky running around. Oh, Donna. Damn, I'm a fucking cat person. Yep. You have become the guy that I don't know what I know what I'm going to get you for for Christmas at all times. Anything related to a cat? <laughs> it's great. Hell yeah, dude. Meow. Okay. Okay. Let's get out of the litter box. What do we got next? Feels like my 25F boyfriend, 36M, tries to one-up my pain. I was diagnosed with Lyme disease, so he diagnosed himself with Lyme as well. My boyfriend and I have been together for two years, and we get along very well. However... Lately, there's been this pattern I've noticed, and I can't tell if I'm overreacting or if it's in my head or what. My boyfriend, Ryan, 
uh, tends to get sick a lot and even pokes fun at himself by calling it his man flu. Basically, if he catches a cold, he'll be down and out for like three weeks, that kind of thing. When this man happens- flu is when you sneeze, come. <laughs> yep, thank you for that image that I'll never escape. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> when this happens, I take up a lot of slack by cooking, cleaning, etc., Usually I don't really mind because I enjoy taking care of someone and trying to make them feel better. I know I like it when I'm sick. However, last week I started to develop some strange symptoms. This is around the time of one of Ryan's man flus uh, when that cleared up, when that ended. Including chills. (laughs) Chills. I got cum on my sweater. (laughs) Including chills, aches, serious muscle pain, etc. In the following days I was extremely worried about what it was because I could tell it was spreading slash getting worse and Ryan was being more or less dismissive of it, uh, even getting mad at me for not being able to decide what I wanted for dinner uh, one night because nothing sounded appealing. That's lack of appetite. And as it turns out, I have Lyme disease. I immediately started antibiotics and I feel like I've plateaued a bit but still obviously suffering from symptoms. And just in a streak of bad luck to add fuel to the fire... I threw out my back yesterday while moving something heavy, so I had an extremely hard time standing up or walking. When it rains, it pours, I guess. Anyway, this morning, uh, when Ryan and I woke up, he turned to me and said that he has Lyme disease now, too. (laughs) He showed me a red bump on his chest, said that it was aching lymph nodes, that he has aching lymph nodes, so he definitely has Lyme. Now, all this morning, I can't say one thing about how my back hurts or I, I have chills. Without him immediately interjecting about his own physical symptoms, this has become a very woe-is-me situation. An example of a conversation this morning. Yes, it's this abrupt. Donovan, you, do you want to take, take the Ryan role in this? Hell yeah. <clears throat> I'm ready. Me. I feel like I've regressed a bit. My chills are a bit worse this morning. Ryan. Yeah, I, I feel like shit. I'm in so much pain. I also know that this now means that I'm going to have to pick up all the slack again by cooking and doing shopping and whatnot because there's no way Ryan will do it, even with my thrown out back. I know it sounds stupid, but I'm frustrated. All I want when I'm sick and injured is to have someone look after me a little bit more, but that's absolutely not going to happen now that I need to mother my 36-year-old boyfriend. Of course, I hope he doesn't have Lyme. But it's just such a surprising conclusion to jump to, especially after he was basically giving me grief for how poorly I felt last week. So I'm just wondering, am I overreacting to this? Is this a normal thing? And should I suck it up? TLDR, boyfriend thinks he has Lyme disease right after I got diagnosed, and it feels like he's turned into a competition of who feels worse. This question was posted by Yogurt Ladle. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yogurt ladle. Yogurt Hell yeah. Ladle? Scoop it up big time. Damn. Ryan's being a fucking asshole yeah. here. It yeah. seems like he's, he's one of those people where if he's not like the center of attention, the one being doted on, you know, as you say, mothering, you know, there are dudes who get into relationships for that reason and they like want you to fucking, I mean, mother them as you're saying. And so now that he's got to take care of you. It's kind of upset the usual balance of things, and he's pissed about that because, like, he has to actually do something. Unacceptable. Uh, it's fucking weird, man. You ever run into somebody? I feel this maybe it's like hypochondria, 
is a component of this, that he's a bit of a hypochondriac. Uh, but also, like, you know, I've had this impulse where, like, a friend gets diagnosed with something, and I'm like, well, fuck, maybe I have that too. Oh, yeah. I think that could be a component too. I've I've definitely done that. I think I've told before about I was swimming in the lake. My buddy brought up brain-eating amoebas, and I fucking convinced myself I had one of those. <laughs> So yeah, maybe there is a hypochondriac aspect to this too. He's just not feeling great in general. So maybe, I don't know, maybe he's fucking anxious about all this shit and he wants you to take care of him. And maybe that combined with you know the fact that he's looking for you to try to try to mother him. It, it, I don't know. Even the, the reasons, I don't know if the reasons here ultimately matter too much because this, uh, this is weird and shitty of him. Yeah. Even if he's feeling bad too, like you can't, I don't know. You don't sit there comparing yourself to your partner. Like I'm feeling worse. So you got to fucking take care of me. Like what the fuck is that? Yeah, that's fucked up. I always like, uh, back in college when I would get sick, uh, girlfriend would get sick too. Cause we lived together. You know, you can't avoid that. You know, if you got something contagious, you're going to hand it off. And I remember one time it was snowing real bad and it was finals week and we both had the flu. And, uh, you know, she was like, zonked out on the couch like couldn't fucking handle life and couldn't cook and I couldn't cook anything so I said I'm gonna go get us Chinese food and she goes but you can't can't drive you don't have the car and I said I'm getting us fucking Chinese food (laughs) so I walked a mile and a half to the Chinese restaurant and ordered just like an ungodly amount of shit and that's what we ate for the whole weekend because I'm a fucking because I'm a hero like, I feel like this guy has got to, you know, kind of feel your energy and see where you're at with this. And especially having a blown out back, too. He's got to rise to the occasion to do some fucking hero shit. Right. You guys are both in this shitty situation. Yeah. You normally would depend on one another. Since you're both there, you should be teaming up and trying to do between you what you're able to to help each other. Rather than, again, playing fucking, okay, who feels worse? Who has more Lyme you, disease? So you do everything. Yeah, you got more limes. How do you hold all those limes? Ah, <laughs> oh, meme right there. Got quality. I will say too, this is a bit of a red flag. It's something that isn't, you know, the worst thing in the world on its own. Uh, but he's eleven years older than you. You know, oh, you're, you're twenty-five. Yeah. You know, you're not exactly, you know, the fucking super young here. But that is that is a pretty fucking big gap. And I don't know, like. I just, it, it, it adds to the severity of this. It makes it worse. The fact that he's fucking 36 and he's doing this shit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? If he's 25 too, okay, I don't know. Chalk it up to he just has some fucking development to do and it, it still sucks. But you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's less, less unexpected, but he's fucking 36. You would hope You've that. You've been sick before. Yeah. You would hope that by nearly 40, you could fucking pull it together and like, ugh. Right. That blows. So it does. The combination of that, him being, you know, substantially older and him, you know, being kind of demanding of being taken care of and not reciprocating, uh, just seems like a kind of, you know, just one of those fucking guys. We've had questions with that before. I think that's a big red flag. Somebody's, you know, that fucking old hasn't developed to that point. Is dating somebody way younger? It's a certain kind of person. I don't, I don't think it's good. Yeah. Here's a post by everyone likes kittens. And it's a quote they posted as like, this is like basically like say this I'm heading to family friend slash hotel so I can focus on my health and heal. See you when I feel better. Like you can just bounce. 
Like, that's an idea. But babe, you can't leave me here when I'm sick. You're you're so fucking shitty. Oh, oh. Well, then maybe this could be your out. Cause I don't know. I don't know. Uh, for, uh, I th- I think that is a good move. I don't know. And if he comes back with something like that, which I expect that he will, I think that'll kind of confirm the suspicion here. Yeah, I'm feeling a little horny. I'm so, feeling I'm feeling horny too, brother. Horny. This Those is- cum sneezes. They got me worked up. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Let's give it a dude with a let's give it a dude with a caveat. I don't know. Read into the situation. Things have been all right before, but like if you've noticed trends of this in the past, this is an aspect of them that's really not fucking great for somebody to be in a relationship with. So I'd say potential horn, I'd say like eighty percent horn on this. Seven seventy to eighty, I'm feeling. All right. There we go. Get duded. Get fucking duded. Into the sun. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, feel better with your Lyme disease, and uh, you know, maybe throw some ticks at him. Get like an airsoft gun and fill it with ticks instead of the pellets. <laughs> and, just, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> and he can really see what Lyme disease is like, that's, motherfucker. That's a biological weapon. That really is. That's an awful image. Oof. Just burrowing ticks. Okay. That's what uh, <laughs> that's what Tyranids use in the the tabletop game Warhammer Forty Thousand. There is a weapon called the Devourer that fires burrowing insects. That's fucking heinous. It's pretty fucked up. In the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war. <laughs> that's the that's the actual tagline from the game. Fuck yeah! All right, another new merch item. RFTB Warhammer collab. It's the tick gun. Shoot your <laughs> SO with ticks until they got a Lyme disease. Available now. All right. All right. Uh. Question box time. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, <laughs> We got two listener questions in the question box this week and a friendly reminder to all of y'all. If you'd like to submit your anonymous questions for us to read and respond to on the show, hit up the link in our bio uh, on Instagram, uh, instagram.com slash radio free tote bag, uh, or look on our website, radio free Love answering your questions. Love to hear from you. We don't give a shit what it's about. We'll fucking read it. We'll answer it. And then we'll fire ticks at you. How's that sound? <laughs> what if I fired the ticks at you? <laughs> how's, how's that grab you? <laughs> okay, fine. No, no, no tick firing on our listeners. Um, but yes to questions. Uh, so here's what we got. Would either of you date a trans or gender non-conforming person? Do you think the gender roles that you were conditioned with as a child affect the people you were attracted to as an adult, or have you unlearned some of those behaviors? I would absolutely date a trans person of any gender. I uh, love trans people. I think they're awesome. And I think, I don't know if this makes me a chaser, but I think trans women are particularly hot. I feel like a little weird, potentially fetishizing trans people but i find them very attractive i do yeah there you go 
I don't, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because I, I get what you're saying, but that doesn't strike me as the sort of person who's like, you know, I'm specifically, you know, chasing, chasing these people down. Yeah. That's when it becomes, yeah. becomes a problem there. Yeah. I, I, it, I, it makes that, that uh, the idea of being perceived that way makes me somewhat reluctant of, of pursuing relationships with trans people, but Hey, uh, Hey, trans ladies out there. Uh, you're cute and I like you. I don't want to be friends with you. And maybe more. Who knows? Hit me up. How's that sound? Hell yeah. You like that? <laughs> Arthur, Arthur going after going after partners on the pod. <laughs> An RFTV classic. It's a motif. It's a motif that we do. <laughs> I I have thought about this and and to be completely honest, I'm not I'm not sure. Um I haven't had any experience dating anybody who's not cis um do i think the gender roles i was conditioned with as a child affect who i'm attracted to like a fucking hundred percent yeah absolutely you can even because i feel like i'm aware of that now you know i could see logically like i i wouldn't have a problem with that um but it's I, i don't know there is there is like this sense and like a bunch of questions that crop up when when thinking about that potential um, cause it's not something, you know, like I said, that I've, I've had experience with, um, like dating non-cis people. And, uh, I mean, just in addition into, you know, how you're conditioned in the child and all that, it just feels like something I'm not entirely equipped for in the sense that, uh, you know, like you're, you're in high school or whatever, you got your limited understanding of sexuality and gender, you know, at, le- at least when I was in high school and you kind of figure you know, things out like the kind of people you're attracted to and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's not really, and certainly in sex education that we discussed, there's not really, you know, talk of, um, or education on like, you know, other, other expressions of gender or way that people identify. And also like, just to be honest, like I think it's only been the past few years that I've like thought about that and read on that and like met some trans people. So I feel like I have a better understanding of it. But I, I still feel like I'm, you know, I hate to say close-minded because I don't want to, you know, express here that like I'm some kind of dick about this. Um, but do you know what I mean? I just don't, I, I don't fully, I don't feel like I fully understand like kind of the nuances of that. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm just kind of babbling here. No, I, I feel like that makes some sense. Like uh, you haven't confronted the idea that somebody whose body doesn't, necessarily match up with the script you've been given could potentially be attractive to you. Right. No, I can, I can understand like the, like I could feel the, like the attraction too. Um, but it's more like there's, there's questions that come up of just like, you know, physical, uh, like sex organs in those situations. Right. And it's just, you know, and I have thought about that and I'm like, would I be okay with that? And I'm not, and I'm not sure. And I feel like logically that's kind of shitty, you know, cause I have no problem with that and fully support trans people. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, in the moment, would I be okay with that? Yeah, right. So that's my, that's my super just kind of honest answer on that. Um, but yeah, as I said, I mean, that's a hundred percent fucking conditioned. Um, so that, that's something I'm just still kind of thinking about. Yeah. Figuring out. There is an excellent uh, ContraPoints video in which she discusses the feminine penis. 
I've seen clips from that at least. I I am familiar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that she really talks about. <laughs> she t- and I. It's it. She even asked for the audience to kind of spread it far and wide and to make it known to as many people as possible that there is a difference in mouthfeel. <laughs> she she loves that word. She loves the word mouthfeel. And, and I don't know. I don't know. It's probably true. I've had masculine penis in my mouth. That feels a certain way. I haven't had any feminine penis. Gotta, gotta figure out that other mouthfeel. I gotta find the other mouthfeel, Donovan. I gotta discover. <laughs> I got some discoveries to make. Yeah. But as far as I far could... as like conditioning goes, I don't know. Uh, I feel like maybe it's different for me because I've had something of a different kind of script to follow. Like since I came out as bisexual, and you know, I've had a different community to kind of grow up in and to discover the latter parts of my sexuality. Um, so I don't know. I think maybe it's easier for me because of the because of the circles I've run in. Uh, to kind of eschew that that cultural conditioning. That that makes sense to me. Because yeah, then you're you know put in situations growing up, or like you you know you need to think about these things outside of just the kind of cis heteronormative box. And I never have had to do that. You know what I mean? Right. Straight straight cis dude. Like society's kind of it, it's built around that shit. It doesn't. You know, you're never in a situation we really need to question that. So, right. I do think it's important to to think about though that conditioning and unlearning some of that, um, because yeah, fuck, sex ed certainly isn't going to do that for you, and it's easy to just kind of dismiss, you know, non cis people as like the other or fucking you know jump onto the fear reaction that so many people have. Yep. So, I think a very good question, and I think that's something everybody should think about. Absolutely. Thank you for asking that, uh, listener. You're awesome. Shouts out. All right, what do we uh, what do we got next here? We got another one here. Um, so I'm being ghosted by my best friend of seven years because I couldn't long distance date her. I 25f have been friends with someone also 25f who lives in North Carolina since 2013. We've been best friends throughout the years, and we went through a lot together. And I developed feelings for her, but never did anything about them until recently. I told her about these feelings, and she said that she had the same for me as well, but never knew what to do about them. And for a while, I was happy, but I knew I had to make a decision. I know a lot of people uh, can do LDR reliably, but I, unfortunately, am not one of those people. I need physical closeness, and as someone pointed out to me, I only knew her online persona, and that is different than being around them, uh, being around someone day to day. About a month ago, I told her LDR would be hard for me and was not something I could do right now, and she said she understood. She was upset, but she didn't push the issue. She didn't ask for space, but I could tell she needed some, so I gave her some time. She reached out once, and our conversation felt weird. Since then, I've been trying to talk to her on and off, but never get much back in return. She never reaches out first, and I feel like our friendship is fading. Was I in the wrong to admit I had feelings? Am I in the wrong for feeling disappointed and upset by the way she is acting? Should I give it more time, or am I truly being ghosted, and do I need to let this relationship go? I'd hate for nearly seven years of friendship to vanish over not being able to date long distance. What should I do now? Oof. 
That sucks. That sucks, man. I think I think this is something that a lot of people go through. Even I mean, just in kind of normal close range friendships, um, you know, where the feelings develop and maybe it's one sided and it comes out and then things are weird, um, or maybe you're both there. And like in this case, there is some reason that's barring you from dating. And once that box has been opened, it's kind of hard just to directly go back to friendship, especially in in this case. You know, your friend in in North Carolina here, she's got feelings too. She knows that you do. Um, You know, but then when the kind of moment comes to maybe something could happen here, the fact that there's this barrier, like, you know, that's a little heartbreaking. That that sucks. I don't think that's a friendship destroyer, but I understand like being a little distance for a bit because, you know, you find something not like that. I don't know. I I personally want to keep distance for a little ways because it's like, Oh fuck, you know, I I feel bad, but also, you know, uh, you you still want to like keep in touch with the person. You still want a friendship a lot of the times, but it, it it's hard to just jump directly into that from a you know a place of like harboring feelings before they're they're brought out. Yeah, I get this. Like this is such a letdown. Uh, uh, probably like for both of you because you both feel emotionally attached to each other you want like if if you guys lived in the same town shit would be on like donkey kong like no fucking doubt um having that out there and having both people know that like things would be different if our whole lives were different if we lived in a different place is very difficult and and you're both fighting through the kind of there's like a miasma around the friendship now where you want, you want to be closer, but you can't, you won't let yourself. And I am inclined to say that if there is anything in you that says an LDR could potentially work, they're hard. They suck. I hate them. They're so difficult. But they're also so rewarding because you may very well get to spend some time together. That time you spend together is excellent. But all of the time in between that is going to be hard as fuck. Uh, right. And If you don't, if okay. you don't feel like you can do it, don't do it. If you don't feel like you can do it at all, please cut that off. You know, forget I ever said anything. But if there's anything in you that says, I don't know, maybe. Just give it a shot. Like, how could it be worse than the relationship just fading away? Just like this anemic ghost of a relationship dying on the operating table. Now I'm imagining a ghost hospital, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> but, uh, like, how could how could a LDR crashing and burning because you can't do it be worse than this, like, you know, like I said, anemic ghost? Good point. Because it sucks too when it's something out of your control like this, and you're like, "But, but, like, we like each other. What the fuck?" Yeah, you know. But the but distance is obviously a factor. Um, I'm I'm inclined to side with Arthur on this, though. I have condemned long distance relationships on here, so I would, you know, say this with a caveat. Um, you've been friends for seven years. Your your best friend here. You guys are super close. Um. Have have they met? Did they did they I say don't, that in here? I don't think that they have. 
Um, yeah, I only, I only know her online persona. Right. So, uh, it's I, so hard. It's so fucking it's, hard to yeah. say. Because I'm also just saying in general, like, fuck, if you've been friends for seven years and there's feelings developing, like, just through talking to each other, you had to fucking see each other. You know? Yeah. But I would just say that with the caveat is, you know, hey, like, maybe let's spend some time together and see how we feel about things and not, hell yeah, like, we're dating, let's fucking jump into it. Right. When, you know, you haven't actually met and the distance is a big factor. Oh, oh, so that's it. Yes. Wait, yes. Wait, okay. Arrange... A meetup. Like, propose that. Okay, we're going to make the effort. We're going to, and I understand travel is difficult and expensive. You have to take time off work and it sucks so bad. But I think that if this relationship is valuable, you've known each other for seven years and you consider each other best friends, don't you owe it to yourselves to, like, spend some, like, meet space time together? Propose that. And based on how that meeting goes you'll have all the answers you need bingo yeah again that that is especially like if there is you know a part of you that's like oh like maybe this could work it's just the ldr part is intimidating um but i i think i'd just be good in general too especially if you want to maintain this relationship with this person even if it just is friendship you know to be like no like i do care about you i do have feelings about you know i do have feelings towards you um, I'm not just like kind of using this as an excuse. I don't want things to drop off. And I feel like that kind of emotion is way better conveyed in person. I think, you know, offering to see them definitely demonstrates like, no, like you are very important to me. I don't want this to just fade out like a ghost in the ghost hospital. <laughs> and uh, and it, it's it, it's just good too. Shit. Yeah. You know, I've had I've had Internet friends. Seven years is a long fucking time to stay in touch with somebody. Consider them one of your best friends and you haven't even met in person. I think like just outside of this, even I think it would, it would be very worth it to see each other. But again, I would just kind of caveat to them. Like just make sure they know that you're not sure about that relationship part, uh, but you like them and yeah. you care about them enough that you'd want to at least see each other and see what happens. I just make sure the expectations are set correctly. If we could change the timeline, if we could go back in time with the time machine, what I would suggest is before you confess that you have romantic feelings for them, you push for the meetup. But now, right. now, now that that's available information, um, I think I think after seven years, you guys owe it to each other to uh, to see what can be. And I, I wish you both the best and. Thank you so much for for writing to us. This this is, I feel invested now. Sam, give a please give us an update. Uh, especially especially if this goes well, well, we'll be very curious. Oh my god! And uh, Donovan, how just, happy would you be? How happy would you? Just do it. Make your <laughs> dreams come true. Okay, okay, Shia. Okay, I have to pee. All right, but I'm for gonna, real, I'm gonna update pee. us. I have to pee. All right. All right, we'll All right, be I'm back. Gonna, I'm gonna go do that. You ever go take a whiz, and you're standing there like, really, more? Like, there's more pee. Damn, and it seems never ending. Sometimes hard. Well, <laughs> big pige, Arthur. Are you ready to talk about our favorite topic on the planet? I am. As we enter the paraphilia pantry. 
fucking we little were, space. We should have fucking put Paraphilia Pantry in the Halloween episode. The double spirit. We really here. should have. We really should have. Uh, well, this this comes to us from a friend of the show and, and previous guest Charlotte. Found this on Twitter. It's a uh, am I thank the you, asshole Charlotte. post? Yes, thank you. It is an I am I the asshole post from Reddit. And again, it deals with our favorite topic and one we've caught flack for, DDLG. <laughs> yes, we return. Yes, we do. Um, so I'm going to be reading this off of the Twitter. I don't know. The Twitter? What the? How fucking old am I? Uh, I'm going to be reading some Twitter screenshots here. I'm not sure if I can see the name in there. Uh, I don't know why I'm giving you this caveat. Here it is. <laughs> am I the asshole for telling my sister her kink? has no place at my wedding. If she tries to engage in it, I will cut her off. I, 23F, I'm getting married next month to my boyfriend of six years. I'm absolutely ecstatic, but something that's been causing tension since I announced the engagement is my twin sister and her lifestyle. My sister and I are extremely close, or we were, until she got with her new boyfriend, who was 30. They've been together for two years, and since they've been together, things have been weird between us. My sister is hardcore into BDSM, particularly DDLG and pet play. I have no problems with this and enjoy some of this stuff myself, so it's not as if I'm just a prude. My sister's boyfriend, let's call him John, is a dom, and my sister, a full-time dom-slash-sub... Is it like a switch situation here? She's the dom too? Weird. Okay. Well, not well, weird. We'll, Switchy, but, you know. Yeah. Huh. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that part. This includes stuff like her always having to sit at his feet when he's sitting. Oh, God. Having to wear whatever he wants. Not talking to other men. And there's an edit. This means he doesn't let her be alone with me if my fiance is there. And she always calls him Sir. I'm not going to lie, these things make me uncomfortable when she does them around me all the time. And she does this around literally everyone. Although she does tend to try and make it subtle. Such as lounging on the floor with her, her head on his knees when we're around parents. The issues began when I announced my bridesmaids. Of course, she was supposed to be my maid of honor. But she backed out because John does not let her wear red. All caps. All caps. Uh. Because it's a seductive color. She suggested I could change the color, but by this time I had already purchased the decorations, fiancé's suit, and the other bridesmaids' dresses. She knew my color was red. Then, when looking at the seating plan for the church, she asked if I could place her at the back so nobody would be distracted by her sitting on the floor at his feet. I was so shook, because people, especially close family will wonder why she isn't sitting at the front with the rest of the family, who are all going to be on the front two rows. As if it's not going to look weird enough that she's not at my bridal party when my other two sisters are. I'm honestly so mad. I'm mad that she assumes she could sit on the floor at my wedding reception. I'm mad she won't be my bridesmaid because John has banned a color. I'm mad that she she's planning on wearing a short Lolita-style dress something she has told me before that he likes her to wear when they're going to do public play, like vibrators, etc. When I saw her last week, I told her this is so rude, 
and I, I will still know why she's doing all these things as well as our joint friends. And if she goes through with the sitting on the floor and dress, she often has sex in that she can expect not to hear from me again. I just think it's so inappropriate. I told one of my friends about this and she said that she understands why I'm mad, but thinks my sister is making accommodations to be at my wedding, even though she usually would just not attend something like this and that I can't judge her lifestyle, and it's not like she's having full-on sex in the toilets. Am I the asshole? I wish, desperately, that we lived in a world where this kind of thing was just cool. I want that to be true for people who have uh, various uh, uh, fetishes. I want that to be a thing that is real. However, the world that we live in is not that world. And the fact that you can't be your twin sister's maid of honor because John won't let you wear red. Sucks. It sucks so bad. Like you're missing out on an important part of your sister's life because a man seven years your senior doesn't like that color. That blows ass. Uh, I wish that you could, like, like there's there's a lot of things at play here. Like I wish John would flex more. And I wish uh, the societal constructs could flex more. Like, I wish he was, like, cooler about things and I wish the world was cooler about things is where I am. I'm with you. Like, she says in the post here, like, I don't, I don't think having that kink, you know, BDSM in general is particularly problematic. This just seems like a little bit of an extreme case here where you're letting this interfere with family events. And it's, I mean, it's the dude who is kind of laying the, the law here. Right. It's not his sister who's getting married. And she's kind of making him, her do all this shit when she knows, like, you know, this is a fucking special occasion. Uh, if you're going to be doing some sort of sexual play there, like, that's absolutely fucked. You shouldn't just yeah. be foisting your kink upon people, especially your sister's fucking wedding. You know? It's one thing to be, like, obnoxious and announce an engagement at somebody's wedding. It's a whole nother thing if you got a fucking remote vibrator in her yeah. and she's wearing, you know, like this kinky outfit and sitting on the fucking ground. Like that's that's making a scene that's that's yeah. so fucking excessive. And if you can't realize that and you are so committed to this that like you absolutely cannot flex on that, I think that's a fucking problem. Yeah. Yep, I'm with you. On the other hand, <laughs> If you're into that kind of thing, isn't that super hot to just be like at, your, at their sister's wedding making a fucking scene? <laughs> no, I, I feel that for sure. It's just be fucking reasonable. Like, yeah, this, this is because there, there is the fucking extent. You can do whatever you want in terms of kink, but you are fucking involuntarily like foisting this on people and bringing people into it who didn't consent to fucking anything. Exactly. Of this shit exactly. I think that's doing something so blatant like this. I think that's a good line to draw. And I think that's where a lot of people draw the line with kinks is if it involves people involuntarily, then you're fucking up. Absolutely. And then the age difference, again, not necessarily a red flag on its own. But as we said before, like in the fucking context of other red flags, I think this speaks to this. Um, and just again, the fact that this dude just just, you know, you can't grasp that like any of this is important, like your kink trumps all of these things. Walk out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. But it's it's strange because at a certain level of dom-sub relationships, that's kind of the bit 
is that it trumps everything. Yeah. I think I think I'm like comfortable with that. Yeah. I th- I think I am too. I the only BDSM relationships I've been in have been strictly to the bedroom and I think that's where I'm comfortable. And I think that that's what is widespread acceptable at this point. Um you know, I long for the day that you could, you know, be on the subway and see somebody uh, you know, with dog ears on on a leash sitting at their at their master's feet and that's just a thing that is but we're not there yet <laughs> so let's right. let's all act like we're in the world we're in and just and just look at what's practical like fucking like you're saying on principle i can agree with that you know you can think that that should be acceptable and you know, like morally you're not necessarily doing anything wrong um, but again, like the practical fucking reality is everybody else in that wedding, for the most part, not going to be cool with this, not going to understand. And so for all fucking intents and purposes here, you are, you are putting this whole fucking distraction and burden on your sister. Who's just trying to get married here. Yeah. It's not something that just happens every fucking week. <laughs> I'm just trying to get married here. Yourself. Yeah. 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 You're making a good point there. Uh, I just am excited for when you don't get to be maid of honor at her wedding because you won't wear the dog ears. <laughs> yeah. Cause it does matching, cut, it does cut both ways. There you go. Matching, uh, vibrating butt plugs for everybody <laughs> in the wedding party. Can That's I kind of festive? That is festive. Oh. <laughs> Man, I want to go to that wedding. I want to go to a fetish wedding. I have fetish friends. Hey, fetish friends, get married so I can be invited. There you go. Yeah, your groomsman package includes uh, some of them dog ears. Uh-huh. Uh, some some lube, but the good kind. Yep, the oil-based gun oil. Yeah. yeah. Yep. S- some, uh... Stick the landing. Some, uh, what the fuck is the word for it? Uh... Sounding rods. There we go. That's... <laughs> That's definitely right. What's going on? <laughs> Sounding rods for all the groomsmen. They're all like engraved. Oh, boy. Yes! Yes! There you go. And instead of, you know, you get the whiskey bottle sometimes for the groomsmen. Instead of that, it's just a bottle full of cummies. <laughs> oh, no! There, there a whole bottle? Go. No! <laughs> hey, Donovan. Uh, what's up? Are you ready to learn what kind of little you are? Because that's what we're going to oh, do now. That's what's no. happening now. RFTB land. Donovan is going to find out what kind of little he is. And we're all going to be here for it. I'm so excited, dude. My DDLG, my favorite shit in the entire world. As we <laughs> rave about every episode. I love it so much. Hey, Donovan. What's up? Of the following five words, what word best describes you? Spoiled. Sweet. Wild cute or smart wild bitch he's a wild he's a wild little folks what is your I'm favorite feral color? little <laughs> what is your favorite color pink or purple red red now it's in okay okay so red or brown is one of the is one of the options here we're gonna go with brown that. yeah you're in the brown category now what is uh, what is your favorite animal kitty cat puppy snake my stuffed teddy or monkey that fourth one's not an animal, you fucking bastards. But cat. Get a cat. 
What is your favorite holiday? My birthday. Father's Day. Oh, no. <laughs> Halloween, Thanksgiving, or the first day of school. Okay, it should be a holiday. It's in the... How old is the person who fucking created this thing? It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Of school. Uh, was Halloween one of them? Yes, Halloween. Okay. Favorite Halloween, holiday. Halloween, dude. Who is your favorite Disney princess? Jasmine, Cinderella, Tinkerbell, Ariel, or Belle? Bullshit, dude. Tinkerbell was not a princess. She's a goddamn fairy. Uh, That's fair. That's fair. Little mer- I'll, I'll go Ariel. Like Ariel. Mermaid nice. What is your favorite accessory? My tiara, my silver pendant, my black punk stud earrings, my charm bracelet, or my class ring. How can I possibly choose between my tiara and my fucking charm bracelet, dude? That's just unfair. Lay it on me, man. What's your choice? The only thing I have close to any of those, I had my ear pierced at one point, so we're going to go to the earring. Punk stud earrings. What is definitely on your Christmas list? The hottest season must have spending time with my daddy. (laughs) I hate Christmas. The cutest addition to my stuffed animal collection or lots of great books. I so want to read. We'll go books. I need to go back to the last question real quick. <laughs> sure. Is the class ring part of this? Is there like yeah. a DDLG thing, but like your little is a douchebag who wears a fucking <laughs> high school class ring? What the fuck kind of kink is that? Oh, man. I think it's like a school kink. Like school kinks. But the class again. ring, that's where you go with that? It's very strange. Jesus. Hey, man. Hey, man. What kind of car do you drive? <laughs> I have a chauffeur. A minivan, a rockin' Harley, <laughs> a really great SUV, or a small compact that's great on gas. I don't have any of those things. I have a sedan that's average on gas. It's a small compact. We'll go with small compact. I think that's right. right. Yeah, my Harley with all my fucking stuffed animals in my class <laughs> ring collection. I'm just zooming around town, and the horn says, Daddy! Daddy! <laughs> Hey, uh, which of these is your dream house? A castle? Wherever daddy is. <laughs> a rock and roll trashed crib? A small little cottage in the woods? Or a mansion with its own library? Woods cottage. Woods cottage. If you could be a pair of shoes, which one would you be? <laughs> a pair of Jimmy Choo's, ballet slippers, military boots, <laughs> Crocs or Mary Janes? <laughs> Crocs. Yeah, I'm Harley. Not... Class rings. What the <laughs> fuck is happening? Okay, we're we'll almost do the th- boots. boots. We're doing the boots. Okay. All right, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're close, folks. If you could speak another language, which would you choose? French, Italian, Russian, Spanish, Japanese. What about daddies, dude? Daddies. Uh, this is a little little quiz. <laughs> I would I would become fluent in Spanish because my Spanish is five out of ten. Absolutely. What is your favorite hairstyle? A French twist, down and straightened, pigtails, braids, or a ponytail? I guess down and straightened. Okay, here we go. Now this is this is the big one. This is the this is the real question. Here. Here we go. What do you usually do when you're with daddy? 
shop with daddy, cuddle with daddy, <laughs> avoid daddy's spankings, color with daddy, or study with daddy. Jesus fucking. What God. do you do when you're with daddy, Donovan? <laughs> this is awful, dude. I'm just thinking of my dad. Four like, dad spankings, and it's just my 27 year old ass running around like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck what off, the fuck Bruce. is this? Jesus, Bruce. <laughs> oh, you remember the options. You got fucking. Okay, it. shop with daddy, cuddle stu- with daddy, avoid spankings. Color or study with daddy? Studying, dude. He's going to study with daddy. All right, we're going to submit our answers. (laughs) Unsurprising to no one, you are daddy's little schoolgirl. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) You're such a smarty pants, but your daddy can't help but drool over how brilliant you look in your little uniform. You also, that was, oh, you got great. 66% schoolgirl. You are also 50% pumpkin, 50% brat. You are only 16% angel and 16% princess. The, the five genders <laughs> schoolgirl, pumpkin, brat, angel, and princess. <laughs> I'm definitely a brat. Oh, God. I'm a pumpkin, dude. It's fucking Halloween. What the fuck's up? <laughs> Oh man! Shouts out, shouts out to the Halloween episode last year. Where I talked about the dude fu- fucking the pumpkin. Maybe the pumpkin was his little. That's it's true. Actual pumpkin. It could be. He just sticks a class ring on the stalk, puts a tiara on the pumpkin. <laughs> this is a good movie idea. Oh no! Somebody out there, write this down. I know people who work in L.A. Make a movie out of this. My, okay. My daddy and the little pumpkin. I hate it. I hate it so much. All right. All right. Okay. Here we go. One more. We got one more. We're going to do one more. I saw myself in the mirror during sex. And I have never been so disgusted. Whoa. F21 disclaimer. I don't have the best relationship with my body. I'm 5'3 and 140 pounds currently. So you uh, just get the picture. I'm normally around 130 pounds, but it tends to fluctuate. I was just having sex with my boyfriend where he bent me over the bed. Then I turned to the side and saw a reflection in the window. I have never been disgusted at what I saw. Yeah, that's what it says. I have never been disgusted at what I saw. And it kind of made me spiral, which leads me to believe that she meant I was extremely disgusted at what I saw. And it made me spiral. Like, how could my boyfriend even see me as mildly attractive right now? I feel so chubby. Seeing myself in the reflection just made me feel like absolute shit about myself. I want to lose weight, but how do I improve my body positivity during sex? For the meantime, posted by another sad girl, 12. Okay, my my first tip for this is we're just going to take just like the rational angle on this shit. Of course, like, your reflection is not going to be, like, the most flattering when you're in the middle of sweaty-ass sex. Right. When it's at an angle, when your vision's shaking because you're fucking banging one out, you know, you're you're bent over. Nobody's going to look good in that position. Nope. And, like, that, that's all right. I mean, it could be... I've had sex in front of a mirror. It could be fucking jarring sometimes. Yeah. Because you're, you're not used to seeing that. And if you've got, like, some... uh 
some like uh, anxiety about your body. Like, of course, that's gonna make it wor- it's gonna make it worse there. And I know, like, logically thinking this through, you know, that's not just gonna one hundred percent fucking fix that. You know, there, there's there's more to it than that. But I would like consider cut yourself some slack on this and consider it from that angle. Absolutely. Uh, I I've seen myself fuck and it sucks. And uh, I feel like we have unrealistic expectations of what we look like during sex because of pornography. Uh, they yes. they do a lot of work to make that look attractive. There's like there's specific lighting. There's the fact that the people involved typically are crafted from marble that are not actual human <laughs> beings. That's that's a fucked up thing to say, but uh, like they're. I don't know. It's like it's like those people in that are so uh curated and so taken care of and they look after themselves in such a way that uh average people just don't. Right. And fucking editing and makeup on account of like they're fucking intending to do that. Yeah. You went into a porn scene even of the fucking hottest people. You threw a mirror down somewhere and caught him at a bang, bad angle. There's a shit They're angle. Look like fucking shit. Everybody's They're... gonna look like shit. Absolutely. Sex is fucking sweaty, rough business sometimes. Like that, it just is what it is. Again, though, you just you're typically not seeing yourself from the third person, uh, so you don't have to deal with that usually. Absolutely, there is there is a quote. It is from Fabian in Pulp Fiction. I don't give a damn what men find attractive. It's unfortunate what we find pleasing to the touch and pleasing to the eye is seldom the same. Nice. There you go. And I'm like, damn. So I, whenever I feel bad about my body, that's what I remember. That I probably feel great to touch. I'm so soft and warm. And that's <laughs> awesome. I don't know. Looking at it, not exactly as pleasing. But I feel, I feel like... Everybody's got something to offer and try not. It's so easy to say, try not to feel so shitty about the way you look. Please. Everybody try not to feel so shitty about the way you look. Uh, try to fixate on your good qualities. Cause I know you got them. Everybody got them. Like find the thing on you that you like and go every time it comes up where you're like, man, I got a big fucking pot belly and it sucks. Like for me, it's my eyebrows. I'll catch I'll catch a look at myself in the mirror and be like, you got some good ass brows, bro. Like, yeah, give yourself one of those. Just try to like, just try to pick out a thing you like. And if you can't find a thing you like, find a friend who likes a thing on you. They'll tell or, you. And, I, and, I, and again, I know there's much more to it than this, but also just consider the fact that like, this whole situation arose when you were fucking somebody yeah. that you're attracted to and yeah. that you love. Yeah. Like, this came in the moment where literally somebody is so into you that they were having sex with you. You know what there I mean? You, go. you were getting it in. You're your own worst critic. Angles are fucking bad, et cetera, et cetera. I just, again, much more to it than this. But I find, like, with anxiety in general, just redirecting yourself a lot of the just kind of facts of the situation. It ain't going to fix everything, but it does It does help. Reorient yourself. That, I think, is a big part of it. Is reorientation. You yeah. Get like, man, I look the fucking... I look the fright in that fucking window at an odd angle. That's never... 
Wind window reflection is not a good angle. Go look at yourself in a mirror for a second and think to yourself, I don't know, I got a cute birthmark on my cheek. That's good. Look at my birthmark. It's true, dude. Birthmarks and moles, wonderful. It's true. I got a fun Big one. Fan. I got a fun one. I don't know if I ever talked about it on the podcast before. Let's hear it. I got a freckle on my dick. <laughs> Hell yeah. I got a cute dick freckle, and it's very good. I'm very happy with it. That's all it is. Uh, <laughs> love, to, love to hear it. Yeah. I got one I got one on the top of my head somewhere. That's Some cool. Kind of birthmark. I, just, I think it's in my, I mean, it's in my hair, and it's at an angle where I don't think I'm even capable of seeing it without a camera and a straight razor. Uh, but my mom <laughs> used to tell me if, if I was... For whatever reason, she would tell me if I was replaced with like a clone, she would know it was me <laughs> or not based on the birthmark. And I always thought to myself, if we're if the technology is there and the effort has been put in to replace me with a clone, I figure they'd replicate the birthmark too. But nah, I always I thought know. that was sweet. I don't know. Maybe it's a detail they'll miss. Maybe so. Show me your head the next time we hang out. I want to see. Want to see this birthmark? All right, deal. Future episode picture will just be the top of my head. I got to <laughs> find where it is, too. I got no idea. You'll discover maybe there's it. just a smudge on my mom's glasses the whole time. <laughs> maybe maybe your birthmark's just, like, gnarly as fuck, too. Maybe it's just, like, a hideous. <laughs> or gnarly like a fucking flaming skull or something, dude. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> That's how they knew he was the chosen one, to heal all relationships because of the flaming skull birthmark on his skull. There we go. That's that's what I choose to believe. <laughs> All right. Uh, believe in that for yourself and believe that you're good looking. You got something going on because you got somebody giving it to you. That's all I'm saying. You having right some on. sex? More than can be said for some of us. <laughs> it's a dry spell, Donovan. It's just a dry. It's, all right, it's fine. It's fine. I'll get through this. It'll be okay. Any anybody would like to see Arthur's uh, dick freckle? Yep. Go ahead and hit us up on Instagram.com slash Radio Free That'll be, what is that, the $15 a month tier for Patreon, do you think, for uh, host wiener picks? For the dick freckle? Yeah, I think, I think that's fair. 15 bucks a month. <laughs> now we're just selling nudes on our podcast. That's weird. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> I love it. You know what else I love? What's that? Our intro song, which is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. Our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find it at instagram.com slash the Hayfellows or go on Spotify, search the Hayfellows. It's three words. And a uh, side note to this, uh, Max is saying their Instagram went down. They're back up. I think it's just at the Hayfellows still. Uh, go follow them. Go follow them. Uh, also, also, uh, if you could, those of you who have, thank you so much. But if you could drop us a review on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice, uh, it helps us, uh, go up in the ratings. We we're trying to, we're trying to go up a level. We're trying to go next level with this podcast and, uh, your review could be the difference. Uh, go on over to your podcatcher of choice. Give us five, whatever's bags of popcorn, uh, five Dick freckles. Five dick freckles, five uh, spooky pumpkins for Halloween time. 
uh, and leave us a nice review if you'd like. Donovan. Oh yeah, what's up? I fucking love the show. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Love the show. I love doing it. Love the folks that listen. And uh, I can't wait to come at you again next week like a fucking spider on key. I love you. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Daddy's little pumpkin. <laughs>